just seeing some experimentation that's digital lasers to your face but i guess more specifically to your ear your ear box or your ear canal i mean you know whatever uh the ear specialist would say and i'm already beginning my ramble but it's totally cool <laughs> i go by the name of small eyes with a z like zebra cakes that's a little foreshadowing. Yeah, we'll come back to that. And uh, who else do we have with us? Your girl, Ashley C. Baby, with two E's. Please say the baby. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and who else do we have? Preston with one K. With oh. one K. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good, that's an important K, though. Tristan Kavari. We got Kavari. Hey. And uh, who, who, who is definitely, certainly, last but not least, with a special live and direct. <laughs> he's, just not, he's not gonna say anything and, and it makes it awkward for the podcast listeners because they don't hear anything they just hear well, silence I'm awkward in person so it's all good yeah. uh, uh, my Fabian Williams artist Fabian Williams the occasional superstar we were talking about when we were doing kind of pre-sound check I was like man it's, I think that's such a brilliant name because it's not like the frequent star, because if you were free, if it's frequent, it's like you got to be on all the time, which is really kind of what it is, I guess, to be famous. Whereas like occasional, it's like, yeah, I did one. I put my toe in. I put my toe out. You know what I mean? When you feel yeah. it, when you feel it in your Too heart. Too much pressure, man. You know what I mean? Be like, you know, uh, eternal superstar. Man. Burn out of gas, man. Speak on like, this. I feel like right now I need a break. Mm. That's real. Yeah, I've been going like three years straight. I ain't Killing been nowhere. It. Yeah. <clears throat> man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Take that break if you need it. Man, that's so real. No, I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We well, all need it. Man. Butt naked in traffic. Woo-wee. Oh, man. Well, to start off, you know, before we dive too deep to be butt naked in traffic, we're going to get into what we call it. <laughs> I warm up and it goes like this. That was a joke, by the way. Lights, I was like, please. that shit actually happened. <laughs> you know what? But you know, we should be free. If people want to be. Yeah, if you want to be butt naked, what is it? Abramovich? I'm totally butchering her name. The performance artist. Do you know what I'm talking about? The one that Jay Z worked with that does like the 27 hour stuff. I don't know how I'm saying it. Her name is really hard to say, so I tried. He like, murdered it. Ladies and gents. Okay, so let's get into the warm-up, you know what I mean, before I you know, go down the shenanigan route. And it starts with shenanigans, and I, I think it's, um, even though it's, it's, it's kind of a light subject, even though it's kind of not, um, I wanted to talk about the piss heard around the world, and um, that's uh, Mr. Ye uh, posting himself urinating on his Grammys. Which is what? yeah, uh yeah. He oh, did that. Too. Yeah, he really did that. He really, really did that. Yep. That's not a joke. That happened today. That happened yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. Uh he peed on it like he like the legit toilet. on the toilet is he like, he's short of not showing his showing his peen. Yeah, he's doing yeah. short, <laughs> which he probably wanted to. He's been going off the deep end and of course he's been doing it for the entire uh entire pandemic. Um but the thing that's more specific and then I wanna get you all's 
thoughts is he's been using it again as a platform to talk about um, the enslavement, uh, the structure of enslavement in the music industry. Mm -hmm. And in particular, his contract, he literally posts every uh, every contract, all 200, 200 pages, pages of yeah. it. And there's been speculation and people are going through it with a 5-2 comb. But long story short, and I want to get you all's take. What do you think there's credence to Kanye using out of all the crazy things that he's doing, but in particular trying to use his platform to advocate for artists to get their masters in publishing when he himself has not surrendered or even mentioned surrendering the publishing from anybody who signed the good music. Hmm. And Big Sean has an album out and a lot of people are signing him. So I you know, want to get y'all thoughts on that information. I just feel like at the end of the day, it's like throwing stones with and hiding your hand. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yep. period. That's it. Bars. Does he own the rights to good music? I mean, if he doesn't own his his own publishing, does he own right. Big Sean's or does Universal own, own Big Sean's? Right. Well, that's a great question. Yeah. I own it to give, to give back to them. So, I don't know. I just, I'm just wondering. Mm. That's a good question. That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah, so you know, do you got anything? Music, no, music the, the business part... is too complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't yeah. he calling himself a uh, baby, baby? Yeah, baby pute, baby Putin. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't even want to say that part because I don't even <laughs> understand what that means. Moses, like, baby. Yeah, oh. which is just like I heard he called himself Moses. Yeah, that as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. as well. He went from Steve Jobs to. Who was he calling himself? Uh, Disney. Disney. Nice Moses. Mm -hmm. Moses. Baby Putin, Putin. It's a it's a lot. We're watching the person, you know, basically continually have a breakdown in front of us. Um, but the thing that's interesting, and that's the main point I, I guess I wanted to give, and I'm sorry to break the chain of command again, that, you know, there's always like semi-credence to most of what he's his rants. Mm -hmm. And it's like that's why there's been a lot of artists like Russ came out and he's definitely spitting some facts about you know, changing the paradigm of how artists should set the price. Right. And it shouldn't right. be set by other people. But yeah, sorry. Anybody else? Yeah, that, that's all that's all true. Um again, with any other time that Kanye West has, you know, spoken to something that is relevant and that we can't agree with. I don't think it's the message that people have a problem with as much as the package. Mm -hmm. Big, big, big facts. Big facts yeah. yeah. Intended, <laughs> but <laughs> I would say he is just not is not appealing, and um, it it's a turnoff. So, but hey, if it gets a conversation started and something good comes from it, then at least there's some civil line up there. But um, I have like less and less bandwidth for Kanye as time goes by. Yeah, yeah, and most of us do. My thing is, if it's gonna be facts, you can just just say it without all the the dramatics. Yeah, you know, there's a way you can put that information out, mm -hmm. especially if you have like the, you know, the the, the people to do it. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, I guess you know it goes into the narrative he's got a mental illness. Right. Um, but I think the mental, like narcissism, is a mental illness too. Oh, absolutely. And finding ways for people to pay attention to you or to keep your name. <laughs> Like circulating is, you know, a tentacle of narcissism. Mm -hmm. And, um, huh? Oh, no, go ahead. 
Yeah, I just think that he's, uh, you know, he's getting something out of it, and so are we. You know, every time we like, you know what you said? Right. You know, just like, mm-hmm. you mutual, know, he, mutual he, masturbation. You know, just because you put a little bit of truth in something don't right. mean that the whole thing is, you know, worth consuming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it ain't that deep. Sometimes it's like, look at me. Yeah. You know, look what I can do. Doesn't it? Wait, he can't. He can't twerk necessarily. So he's like throwing out, <laughs> you know, like legal documents. Right. That's you hilarious. know what I'm saying. Still looking. You know, we just we live in such 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 an age of of uh, confusion and constant stimulation that. I feel like we miss a lot of the, the more important documents. Mm-hmm. You know, that is like uh, yeah. remember when Anonymous dropped all those uh, those court documents from Epstein and, and Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Pizzagate stuff. Yeah. Pizzagate my, yeah. Well, well nah, I didn't see nothing about Pizzagate. But that's wasn't like, those were some of the things that were connected right. to those documents that you're talking about. Pizzagate? I didn't see nothing about Pizzagate. All I saw, <laughs> was, I, don't know about no I saw the court documents right. where it was like all the people that, all the kids that Trump paid off, all the parents of the kids yeah, that Trump paid off. That's to tied to Pizza Gate. Bless yeah. them. I mean, it was like seven. It was like at least seven. That's, My thing is, <laughs> that's pretty much Pizza Gate. Yeah. <laughs> My thing is, all right, if that came out, and if and and if this. True. I don't even like. It's like I can't even say if it's true or not because I I didn't see anybody from the news even like talk about it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, mm-hmm. damn, y'all not gonna say nothing about it, mm. like nothing at all. Yeah. Yeah. Then I don't know. Uh, it stuff like that makes me wonder. Well, not wonder, but I understand why people don't like really trust the news. Yeah. Yeah. And media. And media you know, in general, yeah. And then how, like how how much business has played into news, and how right. you got to work so hard to get the news, and then you got to do the extra work to make sure the news you got right. mm-hmm. is actually news. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes it's an ad. We're in the age of disinformation, man. Like I feel like the age mm-hmm. of information is is coming. But it's like there's like prep work or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of sifting through and a lot of uh, recalibration, a lot of uh, phoenix rising from the ashes type stuff. Like a lot of stuff's got to be burnt down in order for people to get it, get to the next level of information. Um, so that was just again a warm up, just to you know get the palate. It's a palate cleanser essentially, even though that subject's not necessarily <clears throat> cleansing to the palate. Talking about that dude, but the broader subject of Artists becoming empowered. We talked about it a lot on the Digital Good Times Facebook group. That's the first plug you're getting of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Digi Good Tribe is where you can have conversations in real time, join, share join, information, join, join, join. share resources. Um, it goes down and it's our private group. So you can, you know, whatever that means in the scan of uh, <laughs> Facebook in general, which is going to lead us to our next conversation on Two important documentaries. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna definitely spend a lot of meat and potato time on this, um, and then we'll get into more of the good brother Fabian and what he's got going on and kind of what he's given to the world currently. Uh, but we're gonna talk about the social dilemma 
doc that's all the rage in the streets and also feels good man which i i feel really really needs to get some light and attention out here because a lot of people haven't seen it and may not even know what it is um and that's cool because we're gonna give you a little insight on it so i want to start by playing a clip of the uh from the segment of the social dilemma and then i want anybody to jump in and discuss how they feel that'll start the conversation and then i'll play another clip a little bit later on so here we go they know when people are lonely they know when people are depressed they know when people are looking at photos of your ex-romantic partners they know what you're doing late at night they know the entire thing this is a new kind of marketplace now. It's a marketplace that never existed before. And it's a marketplace that trades exclusively in human futures. Ooh-wee. Just like there are markets that trade in pork belly futures or oil futures. We now have markets that trade in human futures at scale. And those markets have produced the trillions of dollars that have made the internet companies the richest companies in the history of humanity. Right. Let me let me let me let me drop a bomb on that right. Just saying what a bomb that. <laughs> Trading in human futures. When she put it like that, That's I deep. was like, holy fucking moly, man. So yeah. Who wants to jump in? Give their thoughts Ooh. first. Man. I, I, I won't jump in first. Well, <clears throat> it's, it's funny, like this uh, being the the, the topic, um, because this week uh, I'm doing a class with Emory. Uh, I'm helping like there. It's, it's a class for human health and, uh, services uh, dealing with uh, disparities between inmates and, and social uh Social problems that affect people with disabilities inside prisons. That's amazing. At least that's the class. That's amazing. Um, okay. So in our discussion, we uh, the teacher mentioned this thing called a panopticon. Okay. Never heard of this before. No clue what that Google is. Google panopticon. P a n o p t i c o n. So it's this structure made in uh, the eighteen hundreds. Okay. Eighteenth century. But I It's a type of institutional building and system of control designed by the English philosopher and social social theorist Jeremy Bentham in the 18th century. The concept of the design is to allow all prisoners of an institution to be observed by a single security guard without the inmates being able to tell whether they are being watched. Mm. Mm. So if you look at if you wow. if you Google it, <clears throat> that's crazy. You Google it. There, there it's like this circular building okay. and in the middle is a tower mm-hmm. and all the rooms are facing the tower mm-hmm. and it's made that way so the guard can be observe everybody and everybody can feel like they're being observed but don't know if they're being observed mm-hmm. so to me mm-hmm. this is a, a digital panopticon and panopticon it's, it's made even more worse because of the quarantine. Mm-hmm. So we begin a situation where not only the people that are watching us are sort of like invisibly waving their hands. Mm-hmm. People online, if they see you at a, at an event or something like that, they they they're, they're going to be like, "Oh, look at this mother." Right mm-hmm. now, 
the thing is, you you should be indoors. You know, you should be like chilling out so you won't pass the disease on and get caught. Mm-hmm. Bring it back to your family or some shit, right? Yep. But it's something about the shame <laughs> that's driven through social media mm-hmm. with all the other shit. You know, <clears throat> social media doesn't make you feel good. And watching that mm-hmm. documentary mm-hmm. just kind of like cemented it for me. It's like, damn, I got to get off this shit. Right. Mm. You know, futures, boy. Traders, <laughs> futures. Selling, not, selling your potential. Not the rapper. They're not selling rap. I mean, rap future sells, right. I guess, on his own. <laughs> right. They are talking about human futures, man. Like, that was deep because when they when they talk about how people use the data and, and the analytics and people who are in that world understand what's going on, but to break it down and to simplify it and say they don't care about necessarily your raw data mm-hmm. is how they can map the trajectory right. of your life to position products, services, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, mm-hmm. to create this pentacticon. Uh, <laughs> the pentacticon, essentially, <laughs> of your personal life sphere. And it's like it's it's crazy, you know. What I mean? Did you you guys ever see um, the clip from Dinner with Andre? No. Mm-mm. All right, let I me see if I can. Uh, can I can I grab it for you real fast? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can we right. show. Yeah, well, you can talk about yourself can... while I do it. This is just, okay, just so I, I'll piggyback <laughs> right. off of yeah, Fabian. Yeah. Um, even then, like I, there was a quotable where he was saying. Um, the like button was created on Facebook to make people feel good, to spread love. And then it turned into something more of like an alienation type of situation or like driving teenagers to like Mm -hmm. depression and things like that. I think, um, like they were saying, like the mass chaos that it creates and like just technology and the whole, uh, essential situation with society. Um, I think it's important to really like even, really like talk about how you know that everything else has laws but and me coming from like a legal background too you know everything else is policed by laws so you you get something like this created and there's no laws that protect us like even then i thought it was great that they even mentioned the aspect of potentially taxing them on you know that the data assets that they have on mm-hmm. us, I think that's huge yeah. to try to create some type of normalcy and like, you know, create the whole thing like humane technology over inhumane, unregulated, predatory technology at the end of the day. Like it's mm-hmm. predatory at this point. Mm. It really is. Um, and um, that's well I, said. I think, <laughs> well said. I think yeah. at the end of the day, like, this is really pushing us into a civil war. Like they were saying, like with everybody, yeah. with, with the whole Pepe situation with like all of that, like I think them not policing these groups and not being able to police these billion dollar companies that are created off of our minds and what we think and the predictability of what we want to see or what we want to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. That's huge. Just super predatory, man. Spit it. Wow. Spit it. I just spit it. Mm-hmm. Like, hey. like, well, and I sometimes like I think about like the overall like the root of it all, you know, to make money, but just bigger than that, like the whole system of capitalism, right? And how like that's the motivation. That's what causes the greed and the mm-hmm. extortion, and then it just trickle down. It trickles down, but not like the good way. 
Right. All of the negative effects kind of just wash down to every like side of it. So I kind of tearing down the whole capitalistic way that America has been like diseased to thinking and start something new. Cause imagine if there's like altruistic, like mm-hmm. motivation, like just to better mankind and not to make money. Mm-hmm. So instead mm-hmm. of manipulating, you're actually focusing on making the whole human race better. Facts. Well, the thing, the thing is right now is that's, I feel like that's what we're we're supposed to be doing right now. Right. But in order for that to happen, the people that have been making money off of this misery mm-hmm. are going to be ass out. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and they have <laughs> clearly proven that they've let the whole planet burn mm-hmm. as long as they get their cut. You know, it's really and like it's like the same principle of, as crack, you know, right. it's just kind of like, are you, you know, well, it's okay that I'm making this money, you know, because mm-hmm. people want anyway. You know, I just mm-hmm. happen to be the facilitator of mm-hmm. it. And um, I think one part that really stood out to me in the documentary was when, you know, a lot of the guys were saying, hey, I know how this works, but yet I'm, I still can't step away from it when I go home. That's mm-hmm. when you really know it's like getting high off your own supply. Like, you know, this shit mm-hmm. really like crack out here. Um, so it shows a lot of... A lot of societal, you know, double standards that if it was someone else getting that much money off of something like that, that you know, how much quicker maybe it would, would you know, get shut down or laws would be put into place right. versus how lax they are right now. But, um, yeah, it's pretty dangerous. You know, I think if anything, it's uh, at the core of it, it's a, it's a struggle of power and, you know, knowledge is power. So people just having information and knowing what's going on at least gives them the power of, of some type of choice of whether you want to engage with it or not or how you engage with it. So. And there's like kind of no way to like stay away from technology to really put it on, like to just put it out there. Like yep. you think about health. Um, I bought my dad an Apple watch because he has heart issues and I thought, mm-hmm. well, maybe that would help him. Right. We look at email, even if we say we're not going to go on social media or we're not going to, we're going to get te- technology a break. We still have emails to check. We still have business to run. We still have, um, even then I look at like another pro and con of, of technology. You look at, um, social media, right? Mm-hmm. And we look at brick and mortars. Well, you look at the fact that these brick and mortars, we love to go in on in and try on clothes, right? We like to see the product because there's more power in us touching and feeling and seeing a product, right? Mm-hmm. But then you get these companies on Instagram and Facebook and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Well, we also like the convenience of shopping at home, right? So we get those situations and then now look at the look at the effect of that. Look at all the brick and mortars that are closing. Yeah. You know, and then look at the the damage that is doing to these business owners as well as far as you know, people sending stuff back or, you know, um bad reviews and all this. So it's like Yeah. Either way you put it, no matter what, we we are controlled yeah. by technology. Yeah. It controls our lives. Cause, cause, causality, cause and effect. <clears throat> okay, so I want to play the second clip. I think that's right on time. And then we can discuss more about what you were just saying, how we're being controlled and what are the things that are controlling us. And uh, here we go. I like to say that algorithms are opinions embedded in code. And that algorithms are not objective. Algorithms are optimized to some definition of success. 
So if you can imagine, if, an, if a commercial enterprise builds an algorithm to their definition of success, it's a commercial interest. It's usually profit. You are giving the computer the goal state. I want this outcome. And then the computer itself is learning how to do it. That's where the term machine learning comes from. And so every day it gets slightly better at picking the right posts in the right order so that you spend longer and longer in that product. Mm. Yo, deep. Mm. <clears throat> Algorithms, man. The algorithm. Yep. The algorithms are made by man, much like how the Bible was. Boom. I'm going to just... Drop, drop that down. Yeah, these companies are like basically <laughs> acting as like sort of like de facto, man. Like gods, they are the new gods. I mean, so that's why I said that was. I, I was want to make that biblical reference. Bars, I mean, dude. the algorithms are what are controlling how we perceive the world mm-hmm. and who control those algorithms. Like they were saying, and doc fifty designers, fifty white and and some Asian dudes around the globe are responsible for the most important ways people lead their lives daily. And um, I just think it's important for us to understand the behind the curtains um, mechanisms that are going to what you do and what your actions are daily. I have a question, like a really good question, actually. Mm-hmm. Drop it. If you all could change it in any way, what would you change and how would you change it and why would you change it? Now, when is you it? say what it, what is it? Uh, the whole social media situation. This, I won't even say social media. I would say maybe the governing behind it, and whether it's a law, whether it's a time oh, limit, whether okay. it's um, banning something. What would you do to try to make technology better as far as the social media aspect of things is concerned with the negativity that we're mm-hmm. dealing with now and the predatory type of situation we're dealing with now. Good question. Well, I mean, I think there's, I think there's, you know, one thing that stands out to me, especially um, in the beginning of uh, the social dilemma and uh, throughout the uh, the Pepe document documentary, which we'll talk about, which is like when they first do that intro, it's like just all white dudes, mm-hmm. and then like one white woman, right? Yeah. It's just like when I saw that, when I saw just like twelve, you know, them them just flashing it's almost like the michael jackson black and white video but it's just all white (laughs) um i think there's a connection connection between these these two documentaries i think if you took any uh particular like uh demographic and you said um i'm gonna look at like um 15 year old indian boys right Mm -hmm. there will be like cultural um, you know, similarities, there will be, mm. you know, maybe some, some thought, um, similarities. If you said, Hey, I'm going to look at 25 year old black men, there's going to be, you know, in America, there's maybe going to be like some certain cultural similarities, that kind of thing. Right. So we're talking about American white men mm-hmm. and what goes with them is certain psychological wants and needs and like deficiencies. And you see that through and through. So I'm not saying it is just only on them, but I think that the fact that that's, that's who's creating this stuff, we're seeing their problems inherent in this technology. Wow. So, I, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the crux of why we, I guess, take that version of like, we need yeah. not have straight, just white dudes. Bars, <laughs> bars, pure bars. Right. And I just feel like, 
I feel like there's always kind of like this the tech or industry titan, you know, like whether it was steel or oil or like the auto industry. Mm-hmm. And now it's like tech where like it's these these this conglomerate of just like a, it's like a, entities and they run the world at that time. You know what I mean? And then like the torch gets passed down or taken over and like what will the next one be? Yeah. That's, that's deep. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like uh, technology now is is more important than just about everything. But I, I also believe that, you know, AI is, has already is already alive. 100%. And I feel Shut like up. it's really just constructing itself right. piece mm-hmm. by piece. Oh, yeah. Through us. Yep. And, um, you know, everything that's happening is driving us to it. Mm-hmm. Big thanks. Thanks. This is slightly, slightly different, but related point is, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think about all the dystopian, you know, novels and all the dystopian movies that were made in like the 20th century, mm-hmm. you know, early 20, uh, 21st century. And if, this exact scenario of what we're going through right now was written in like 1976. Mm-hmm. It would just seem like a work of fiction. Like this is mm-hmm. worse yeah. than some of the some of the actual dystopian novels that were written back then. Like wow, truth. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> truth. Hey, what if what if uh, you know what if how things happen is how we it is you know how we look at science fiction, but it's really mm. you know projection mapping. You know, That's crazy. like I think that humans are really just fabricating robots, you know, and we make stuff and we make what what is put in front of us or put in our heads. Yeah. And if you show a bunch of, you know, movies, pictures and paintings and make songs about utopias, you're going to get a utopia. Mm-hmm. If you make mm-hmm. songs and movies and books about dystopias you're gonna get a dystopia that part and piggybacking off of you too actually it's so crazy when you say that because it's like they prepped us for this Mm -hmm. over the years they have Mm -hmm. exposed us to more and more Mm -hmm. and more until and now at this point every yeah we're numb and we just think like well it's not the way that it should be but it feels okay you know right it feels okay Mm -hmm. it it feels normal it feel because even with certain things that we do, we do things sometimes mechanical or subconsciously. So it's like we're watching these TV shows about certain things. We're listening to, you know, podcasts and radio shows and different music that's depicting these type of situations. And then, boom, this type of stuff is happening. Yeah. And it's like, we're okay with right. it. It's even like some of the different things that are pushed upon us on these TV shows and all this other stuff. They prepared us for this. Mm-hmm. Programming, yeah. Programming language. Were they programming us? Mm-hmm. Programming language. Would you say, Tristan? I said, or were they programming us to do this? <laughs> you know, it's not that they prepared us for something. It's like they put it in our heads so that right. we would be it. Mind control, control. hypnotism. <laughs> hey, we don't get into that. I mean, it's it's, all like I, this, I feel like the thing all, that we mm-hmm. we that when the guy was talking about him being a magician and how magicians are sort of like the first sort of like psychologists because they they are aware of what they have to do in order to fool 
the person that is, you know, in front of them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. these are the people, these social. are the types of crazy people point, man. that, yeah. that right. build these programs and mm-hmm. these, uh, you know, they're the ones that are creating this cult- culture. Right. So mm-hmm. yep. listen, man, I've ever since I built a pyramid, mm-hmm. see things totally differently. Wow. You know, yeah. Let me plug that. Are, <laughs> we plug like, that. That's what? a whole episode. If y'all like, what is he talking about? He did that. He talked. Yeah, he talked about that on our episode way back when. Just go into the archives, and he, that was like fresh off of him actually building that pyramid. Yeah, yeah that's the first time. Yeah, the first that was your first time on there. You, you were fresh off of it. Yeah. So, so my thing about like what we've been told about magicians and magic is. It has been misleading on purpose, of course, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it, it it gets used against us every day. Advertising is magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's getting you to think <laughs> certain ways. So you go and get up off of your couch. You go get something. Mm-hmm. You know that you w- wouldn't otherwise either know about or care about. Hypnosis. It uses emotion to manipulate you into buying yeah. things mm-hmm. or looking up. You know, a website or going mm-hmm. and you know cleaning up. Uh, you know, a park, you know, like that's what it is at its, at its core. And you're using your talent, your art to make them mm-hmm. psychologically, yep, psychologically do something. Especially when you're like so, thinking about something and it just pops up. <laughs> just, so, just so it doesn't sound like, like all doom and gloom, we do mm-hmm. still have older technologies that we can utilize mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of combat against, um, you know, what's happening with this digital technology and a it does have to do with just unplugging um, mm-hmm. things like meditation, yoga, um, just being out in nature, you know, hiking, camping, if you're into that type of thing, or even just grounding where you make sure yeah. to um, touch the earth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah. th- these types of things actually will help you, um, you know, maintain a certain type of bo- a balance as you may go in and out of toxic environments. Yeah. I think also like controlling your children too, like not so much controlling, but being extremely mindful of t- at least removing the technology out of the space when you're doing other things or creating a limit on what you're allowing your children to touch and to see and to consistently be around is huge. You Indeed. know, dinner time, like back in the day, we ain't no TV, no phones, no nothing, dinner time. I still do that now. And I, I limit it as well. You know, I do screen time, of course, on Apple products with my children so that it's a consistent thing where they know that they only have a specific time limit to be on these things. I mean, if you have to do that yourself, then that's a really big deal to kind of unplug, like Jack was saying. Indeed. So I want to transition us because you because this is, you know, we're right on the wave, you know, the silver surfer. Um you're talking about the magician, which the you know, the guy who worked for like Facebook ethics or whatever was talking about in the social dilemma, which I think is interesting that both of these documentaries feature a magician and one in the uh, social dilemma is like, you know, I guess you would call traditional magic. And this other one is definitely practicing occult magic. Um, and I wanted to also connect to what Jack's point was about um, we have we have technology. We actually have ancient technology, mm-hmm. which is traditional African spirituality. Right. Um, and that is a, a very ancient technology that works. But I want to play this clip from Feels Good Man. If you don't know what that is, you might know Netflix, uh, Social Dilemma. The Feels Good Man is not available anywhere 
unless you got to buy it or rent it. So, you, you know, use your internet to figure out how you can get it, but or it's pirate. very, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's very, very, very interesting, very similar to Social Dilemma in that the Social Dilemma piece is giving you what the social networks are doing and how they're pushing forward narratives and algorithms that allow you to basically be controlled in a systematic way. What this document talks about, the organic aspect, because there, there's just two parts. That's the one part that I think the Social Dilemma doesn't necessarily talk about, and it's not their focus. Their focus is on what the social media aspect are doing. But what about these groups that aren't connected to algorithms like message boards and forums mm, that right. isolate in silos? Mm. Well, guess what? Those are the things that are the crux of what is changing society in front of our eyes right now. And that's why this feels good, man. Doc is so crucial. And I'm going to play a clip from it. And then I want us to talk about and get everybody's thoughts on it. So here goes a clip. The whole idea of memes comes from Richard Dawkins' 1976 book, The Selfish Gene. Most of the book is about what he called universal Darwinism, which said all of biology is driven by genes, but culture is driven by memes. He said, look around you and you'll see floating about in the primeval soup of culture is information copied by imitation from person to person. Fortune, just the way that it functioned, was super conducive to creating memes. The way 4chan works is that it's a Darwinian competition for attention. So you have a post, and if the post gets a lot of replies, it floats to the top. And if no one replies, it sinks to the bottom and quickly dies. It's a winning and losing system. And it's a lot like a video game. Cartoon character turned internet meme, Pepe the Frog, has been added to the Anti-Defamation League's database of hate symbols. In a press release, the organization wrote the character had been, quote, used by haters on social media to suggest racist, anti-Semitic, or other bigoted notions as a hate symbol. A meme can become the anchor, the seed, if you will, around which a group of like-minded people can gather and toward which they can focus their energy. That's a basic tool of meme magic. And that's one of the things we saw during the 2016 election. Mm. All right. So I know that's a lot to process, y'all. Let me take you through. What I did is I streamed, I like strung five, four or five clips together. But I wanted to show you the journey of like what people consider to be the definition of a meme, right? What, how memes grow, Mm -hmm. which is through message groups, forums, and in particular, the message group uh, and the most notorious of all time is probably going to be 4chan slash 8chan. And how they're able to gather groups of humans together in one accord. And in this particular case, in the documentary, they talk about these people who refer to themselves as neats, which are people who basically don't want to do shit at all. And like that's their badge of honor is that they don't do shit. So you have a lot of people who literally their way of life is to not do shit. I'm not making it up. That's really what it stands for. It's like neat means like not educated, not doing anything. Then you have these group of people that feel like they're disenfranchised um, and you gather those groups together. And that's how they start cultivating their own cult of personality. And so Pepe went from being a illustration by this innocent artist in San Francisco who then got co-opted by white supremacists. Now you might say like, oh, did the Nazi, it's like, what's so crazy about this documentary is the part I want to mention. This is where the magic part comes in. It's like, it's people being converted into this ideology because they don't have anything else to latch onto. And that's where this energy, magic, whatever you want to call it, comes in where you see somebody, oh, there's this image and I think it's funny and this person thinks it's funny. So if I put something like they were saying on the 4chan, 
and I know I'm going along with it. I'm going to let y'all speak. In the 4chan, the point was that you can be anonymous, so you didn't have to really show yourself. So you can say whatever you wanted, so you could really spew right. out whatever you wanted. Mm -hmm. And then also, you got more hits the more controversial you were. So you're, you're, you're rewarded by being your, you could say, your most savage self. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine what kind of energy that brings out. And my last point is the reason why this is so crucial and what's happening, going on, what's, what's literally happening now, is that most of the people from the Boogaloo Boys to QAnon to you name it, were mm -hmm. birthed in these 4chan chat groups that were using these whistleblowing dog whistle secret code coded pieces of art aka pepe right. to translate them being on a common accord and so it's like literally this whole secret language that's been going on on the internet for years that nobody knew about and i thought that shit was crazy so crazy is not the word wow. yeah i know it's a lot so whatever however you want to process however y'all want to jump in so i mean like I was saying about like magic, magic was, yeah. you know, every time we've seen magic in movies, it's like, you know, a pot and, you know, uh, some wind and, and, uh, you know, special effects and shit like that. And magic is actually really practical. It's really just like programming people to do your will. Right. And, um, you, you get it by a number of different means. We're seeing now that, you know, um, you can do it digitally. Now, I personally believe that AI has got us figured out and it's, mm -hmm. it's just slowly converting. It's like if, if anybody would want a war, it'd be machines Yeah. at this point. Straight up. So do you think that they are actually directing the new matrix? Mm. Yep. It ain't even the Wachowskis, it's AI, they just, they just like, <laughs> listen, I, I believe time travel is, yeah. is not what we think it is, especially if you ain't, you don't really have a body. Speak on that, speak on that. Please do, continue. I mean, I mean you just, wow. you sending your consciousness back, you know, to a period in time. Time isn't, isn't constant. Time is flexible, just mm. like everything else, apparently. So, you know, we they, they drop in hints that time is flexible through media, through movies, yeah. tenant. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, it just so happened that these other scientists said that there's a parallel universe that's running backwards. And then you have the movie tenant that comes out like right, right around that's the crazy. Months later. <laughs> right. Um wow. I feel like maybe you know, it, at any point you start time traveling, everything is irrelevant. Indeed. You know mm. what I'm saying? Indeed. So if I was an AI, I necessarily I wouldn't I wouldn't have to send a big metal machine back. Mm. I would just send my my idea of me, mm. and then it, it wow. would plant the seed, and mm -hmm. you slowly implement yourself piece by piece, using like the people that you looking to conquer as you know not only your cash your wow. your, your your piggy bank but also your battery mm -hmm. you know because we are the ones that are building it we're giving it its idea of itself and you Different know uh, its possibilities it's it's kind of it's brilliant actually if 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 i don't know have you seen wow. the uh, show? I mean, yeah. You dropped a lot right there, all, let's, wow. let's, let's just let me let's let's just slow it down for a second. Let yeah. me drop this. Hold on, I got, I got one, one little question, man. Mm -hmm. That 
That was really dope. What yeah. what strand of weed were you smoking before the show? <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> whatever that is. Whatever that was. Yeah. 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 Wow. Bruh. You took me on a movie. Dang. Yeah, we got to So we got to we got to go back and maybe tag before he starts talking to say this is the if your third eyes open segment because yeah. if it's wow. not you're gonna That's be like woke. where did we just go? But yeah, we just came off of George Clinton. Uh, <laughs> oh, to George Clinton. man. Okay, yeah, we want to we're gonna talk about that later when we do we get to uh, picks of the week. But I do think since Jack brought it up, I just want to mention mm-hmm. how. There's certain people, and I know that Fabian, this is close to his start too. We, you start talking about aliens, and mm-hmm. we can get into it uh, when we get into, you know, get to your piece. But first of all, I think George Clinton is definitely an alien, um, and <laughs> right. maybe from whatever race that African people maybe came from another planet and came here. I don't know. Yeah, we can get, you know, at Cape Long, we we can go there. But he said this, and this is the wildest part. He said that he gave Prince, uh, "Behold the Pale Horse," and like. Oh my God! Yo, if you don't know what that book is, look it up. He said he gave that to him, and he gave it to a whole bunch of other people. And like after that, you know, Prince started to shift. And this was in this chat. This is app called Clubhouse. Jackal Jackal mentioned it because he Mm -hmm. he actually brought me on. We get to that in the plug, but I just want to mention there are aliens really among us, man. And there's no other way to describe what George Clinton is. Wait, what if they're coming back to get us? That's why we've been seeing them so much. That's what people (laughs) were saying. The UFOs, the the aliens. Yo, we black, yo. Yeah, I, think, I, I mean, actually, when I think about why they haven't done a full disclosure, really any disclosure at all. Yeah. Um, you remember bit. like about a month and some change ago, um, the Pentagon said that they were going to release yeah. mm-hmm. um, the videos, some of the records on UFOs that they had some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had been investigating them. And the one in 2015 was real. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. you know they were going to spill yeah. the beans, and it was supposed to be the same week that Jelaine Maxwell was supposed to mm-hmm. release all her documents about the people that she you know had under you know on mm-hmm. video or whatever. Mm-hmm. And none of that happened. Right. That happened. None of it. <laughs> yeah. So wow. I, I I've been thinking real hard. I was like, I know there's aliens, man. You know, come on. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and yeah they coming here for sure. Now why mm-hmm. I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I, I definitely believe they come here. So the military admitted it, not full throatedly, yeah. but they admitted right. it. Yeah, we, they casually, casually dropped yeah. it. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. What do y'all, you know, whatever. But I don't think people really be thinking about how much shit could shift because of that. Right. One, you flying from a whole nother planet. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> or dimension. You know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, another space and time. Mm-hmm. I bet you you're not playing in a gasoline plane. <laughs> that part. Oh, for sure. I want to know about like the, the energy you're using. Do y'all have money? Yeah. Um, what, is, what is money to you? What's your social mm-hmm. situation like that? What did you come to a time where y'all about to kill each other? Mm-hmm. And y'all worked it out. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you get mm-hmm. along with other planets, other civilizations? I know it ain't just us. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I want to know, like, I, I want to know everything down to, like, what mm. the gate was like. Like, imagine if you saw an alien walk up and the motherfucker had a bop and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I feel like it's the most interesting the thing that we could be talking about because we need some, we need some advice. Fabian, mm. 
Was mm. that some strong, strong bro? <laughs> <laughs> wow. So what no, 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 no. Seriously, uh, I have a question for you. Seriously, is isolated. No, I actually do so, have a real question for you though. Like, so do you think it's more of a controlling type of situation with the government as far as not creating mass chaos, or do you think it's nah, just nah, them not nah. wanting us to know what may be more powerful and more more of yeah. use to but, us well, with everything going on? Part of that, and also, let, let's say, like, they came to tell us that our whole way of doing shit is wrong and money's fucked up and mm. stupid, and there's a whole other way that you can do it. There's all these different ways of managing your society and your resources and treating people yeah. with dignity. Mm-hmm. You know, what if that's every, that's what everybody does? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And here it is. We got money. But they have done You know what I'm that. saying? Right. They, they like... They did send they did send their representatives down to uh, tell us that in a, in a few different forms. Yeah. Probably, and, and there's a there's a hot like. I think oh, about all wow. the stars in the center of the galaxy, right? Mm-hmm. The galaxy is just crowded with stars, right. and around every star, at least there's one planet. Mm-hmm. So I feel like because of our proximity to the neighborhoods, like we in the suburbs of our galaxy, you know we. We damn near out in space, so don't nobody really fuck with us like that because we're crazy. <laughs> I mean, this is this is the part. They this might be is, crazier this though. This is the part of the world show we on because we took it. We took it intergalactic. <laughs> I don't know where we to where how we got intergalactic, but I'm totally okay. <laughs> I'm totally, I'm totally with what you're saying. So here's a I think here's a here's an optimistic um, perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Which is that. Like everything you're saying, human psychology, um, you know, kind of our you know, us being able to create a utopia versus us creating a dystopia. It's all built in this human condition that um, ties into, you know, greed, lust, um, you know, a, the way that we fall into addiction, the way that we fall into negative patterns. <clears throat> and we have gotten instructions over the years mm-hmm. how to be in flow and how to be in tune with the the, the way and the rhythm of, of you know, the universe. And that's the thing that we're trying to figure out. So, yeah, there may be, you know, someone, a, another species that's close to us that's that actually could be helping us out. So I'm just saying, like, it could be doom and gloom or it could be not even an independent AI, but it could be, hey, maybe a neighboring species that's saying, well, let's help evolve these guys through mm-hmm. this technology. So it's just an optimistic mm-hmm. spin. I swear, on, on, I really uh, think that, like, yeah. I really think that, like. I don't know. It sounds crazy, guys, wow. but I've always thought since I was a kid, yeah. wow. where are we getting our technology from? Like, I look at, um, mm. what is it, Area 52? Is that 54. what it is? 51. 51. 51. Yeah, 51. Area 51. 51. And 52. 52. <laughs> My bad. 56. <laughs> it's a I was number. wrong, too. It's one of those numbers. 51, 52, 53. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Oh, no. But um, now I look at all of that stuff, and I look at the technology in the past, but I look at th- these situations where the technology sometimes that we have is like unheard of. Like, where does this come from? There's no way just one person on this earth that is human came up with all of these things. I'm quite sure that we had some type of help from somewhere else to allow us to get as far as we've gotten, whether it's just a way to speed up certain things or, you know, make things progressively move a little different technology wise. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the moving pieces, there's no way they fit without somebody else or something else. Wow. Well, to Mm -hmm. be honest, 
Uh, I'm of the mind that there's, you know, nothing is impossible. Yeah, so for sure, it really all like I look at creativity as like this stream of things that have been and will be. Right? This is like Mm. it's like this river of ideas is floating above your head, and you can ask for anything because anything can be made. It really comes down to what are you asking. Right. And I feel like the, the more intelligent your society is, you ask for better things because you learn more. Mm-hmm. So we're getting to a, like there's always curiosity and this stream of information is always listening for someone that's calling to it. And then, right. you know, like if you want a flying saucer, a flying saucer will be given to you. It's okay. just that you got to learn okay. all this other shit that comes to leap like Right. Th- that that comes to a point where you understand how a flying saucer will work. It's going to work something like a black hole. So you got to learn how to like find like dense material that could bend gravity. Mm-hmm. I got some. So to tie it to you know y'all y'all listeners at home are going to be like, man, this dude small eyes man. He knows how to bend time. Because guess what? I'm gonna bend it back to the concept <laughs> of the feels good man. <laughs> just, I'm gonna bend it back, but watch how I do it though. Right. Just, bring just, it back, just bring it back. how I'm gonna do it though. People, I'm gonna do it. So he was just talking about the flow of creativity, right? Like how it's a, how it's a stream. No, bro, how it's a stream, right? So I thought that actually sparked my mind. Like that's really what the whole story of feels good man is to bring it back to how you can take a piece of art and that art was a manifestation of this man, mm-hmm. and then that manifestation. That energy then shifted from him. He made it a public consciousness thing. And these group of people took that energy and it made it into something. And it became something that was a force that caused all kinds of different upheaval online. And then it shifted again. And that's the other cool part about the doc where the uh, the Chinese uh, in Hong Kong, I believe, they had no concept or idea of what Pepe had become, which mm-hmm. is to your point, the stream. A creativity. Right. I think that's the. I actually think that's a really, a really cool part point that you made, Fabian. And that that mm-hmm. is it is this it is this flow. And they're like, yo. So now the Chinese have taken it and they use it as a symbol of rebellion right. and uprising. Um, and it came from the the ethos of this dude just wanted to make like a a, a, a college feel good. like a college feel good uh, cool. cool humor thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So like that goes exactly like it's all about manifestation. How we choose to manifest what's put in front of us is what dictates what that thing becomes. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why. I like, look at how I did that. Look how I did that. Like shows like the Jetsons. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know if y'all. Like, that might be for y'all. I love the Jetsons. Nah, like, man. We all thirties. Yeah, we all thirties yeah. at least, right? Okay. Thirty club. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know. Our, yeah, we all thirties. I'm twenty one again. Yeah. Okay. Um, you look young. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Black don't pay, baby. Um, I don't know. It's just like I, I don't feel like we're we're getting hit with the tidal wave of hope, hopefulness, mm-hmm. in the same way that we're getting hit with misery. And and my response yeah. to it is like I, I I I found myself talking to a lot of um, uh, young kids about you know art and what to do with it, mm-hmm. and I keep telling them I'm like. Focus on visions of the future, like a future that you want to live in, Mm. like Mm. build worlds. True. It doesn't have to be conflict, you know, Mm. Um, Mm. one of the things um, that I liked about um, Lovecraft Country. I know this seems like it's all topics now. No, no, take it. Take it. Have any of y'all read the book? 
No, no. the book is. I know that the book is going to be way more fire than the movie. Books are always better. I always look at. I normally well, read the books before I watch the show, but I did the opposite this time. I got. I I, I read the book right before the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, there's things I like about the show. You know, like it's like it's more gore and stuff on the show, which I appreciate because I'm a horror guy. Mm-hmm. But um, Tristan's a horror guy. On, I can do it. In the book, <laughs> the one of the characters has this experience with um with a telescope that is like I don't know how they're gonna do it on the show, but it's amazing. Mm. And it's it's like it's like a, a way that for for someone to experience another part of space um, while sitting in a seat, kind of like Contact. You ever seen Contact? Yeah, yeah, that's classic. Kind of like that. Mm. So my thing is like black creatives, especially, we need to like be specific about how we fit into like future environments and, and space traveling and going to other planets and and you know like we're going to end up in space, <laughs> but we have to like write ourselves into it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm. It's time. Yeah, for sure. All, all bars. All Ooh, bars. This is a, this is a, a heavy Did y'all think this was going to be Afrofuturism? Did y'all think <laughs> that? Well, guess what? Yeah, that was the intended. Wow. So, uh, um, you know, about the term Afrofuturism. Yeah, break it, break it down. You know, um, I, I argue with my my academic friends all the time mm-hmm. about that word. It's like if I run the future, what are you gonna call it? Mm-hmm. What? Oh, you wait. What? Like if if someone like looks like you, if Small Eyes ends up running the future, yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone like you runs the future. What are you gonna call the future? What do you call it? The blue chair. The blue chair. Yeah, the blue chair. Blue chair too. I don't know. Yeah, it'd be it'd be like you know. Blue chair. Yeah, blue chair. Blue chair. Yeah, blue chair. Yeah, it's blue chair. A blue chair. Yeah, that's. I can't really. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's something. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah. My point is like like we have to when we say the future. Like the the thing that needs to pop in your head is a black person. Mm-hmm. That's right. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Right. That's how we have to hit everything: the media, mm-hmm. books, TV, mm-hmm. paintings. You name it. Like we have to paint our future. Mm-hmm. It has to be embedded. So Afro future doesn't make you think of black people. We have to accept it. Afro future doesn't make you think. When people say that, that doesn't make you think of black people. No, it doesn't. <laughs> mm, break it down. It, no, doesn't. Sure. Yeah. it makes me think of like you know. Future, but with black people. Mm. Instead of, oh, the future's black. Like, when I say the mm. future, I just see black people. Happy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's interesting. Happy. So Extremely you, happy. Just like reverse programming. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, like, we fabricate what we see. What we mm-hmm. accept, the image that we accept, we make it. That's what we do. And the environment planet the universe it responds to what we say it's almost like everybody's like a mini guy like a mini reactor mm-hmm. and it's like if you like look down at your shoes you know 
you miss all the heavenly glory. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you 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 don't see the possibilities of what? Like anything. You know what I'm saying? There, there's a practicality to anything though. Like it, it ain't just some, something that like just kind of comes up to you and you know, you just want it and then it just happens. Like there's work involved, there's a lot of work actually. Mm-hmm. But it teaches you how to get it or how to understand it. That's what I mean by like anything. You can have anything. You can have stardom. No problem. But then you got to learn all the things that come with stardom. You know, it's a lot of work to be famous. Right. I'm going to piggyback off of that, too. That's why you occasionally. (laughs) I think going back to the whole. mm -hmm. (laughs) Plug. Plug. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Touching on the whole, uh, you know, fame situation. I think we hear kids a lot. Like when you think about the social dilemma situation, we also think about these kids want fame. They want a viral moment. They want to be seen. They want to be known. So I think that's a huge, huge, huge psychological part of the whole social dilemma situation as well. I think that's something crazy to touch on because it's like everybody wants fame. It's nobody wants to work regular jobs anymore. It's not looked at as appealing on social media. It's not looked at as you're cool anymore to work these jobs. I think at the end of the day, that that psychological aspect of making everybody feel like, oh, well, you matter, but you got to be famous or viral to matter. Mm -hmm. I think that also plays a huge role in everything. Yeah, I've, uh, that's something that I didn't believe that it was real until mm-hmm. my kids was like, explaining it to right. me. Like, you know, like they really care about these numbers. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's almost like credit is losing its appeal. Right, right. Your social currency I mean, is. Right. Uh, I mean, you know, Black Mirror did it. Black Mirror credit, done it. China's I mean, the thought of Credit Karma yeah. as a company was like foreign to me because like mm-hmm. you had to do all this shit to like get your credit score to go yeah. up mm-hmm. and it's not like credit karma is like kind of like acting like some hoes credit karma is pretty hard it won't even affect your score like what credit right. yeah. we'll, okay we'll help you get your credit exactly where you need right yeah credit karma is like, kind of hard it's though. losing its appeal <laughs> it's kind of hard though it's kind of hard though. I mean with these viral moments man I ain't gonna lie everybody lives for these viral moments this fame, yeah, these it, numbers. it was nothing like that when we was growing up. Mm-hmm. No. Actually, you weren't like as cool if you were on social media bopping. Like, it was like, you talking junk behind, you know, Twitter fingers. You gonna get beat up <laughs> for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, oh, I'm bigging up. I'm bigging him up because he going at you. What you gonna say back? Yeah. You know, it's not, there's no accountability anymore. It's okay. It's all good. All for fame. Sometimes I look at like shows like Black Mirror and I'm like, oh are my they God. Remember that episode, baby? Or are they just telling us that's what's next? Huh? I said, remember that ep- that one episode where they had the social, uh, right. where they had the, yeah, the, the, the point system. Score. Yep. Right. And China adopted that. There's Absolutely. a few places that actually adopted yeah. it. Yeah. There's a few towns that are literally doing it right mm-hmm. now to their criminals and to people who are punished and it is working and it's. You know, it all ties into this whole psychological control and predictability thing with Mm -hmm. the whole social media technology aspect of things. The predatory thing I was saying, y'all, it's real. What you think about it's like why does why why is it when why do we want to contain everything? Why do we why do we want so bad for Mm. us to be contained? That's deep. I'm just. 
why do we want us to contain? Yeah. Why do they? Why, like, do they? why? Why? Why is it a global movement to contain people? We are powerful. You know, to like have them to control them. What is that about? We are so powerful and so smart. And as long as we cannot see, they gave a big, a great point where they were saying the distractions, you know, as long as they can distract you from the things, the issues that you need to be looking at, they control you. So you got to think if we are really like, like we touched on last episode, if we're really gods and we're really kings and queens and all this good stuff, why would you not want to limit that? Why would you look at how they take these jobs over to India and these other countries? They Mm -hmm. don't want to see us see how much powerful we are. Even the American people overall. Imagine if everybody could tap into that place in their mind that they could literally control everything or be able to control their own future. If you, they can't control our future, how can they make money off of us? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, what if you actually like, uh, tried to be happy? Right. Like everybody tried to be happy at one time. They can't control us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. it's like, uh, a ball MJG said space age pimping. Ooh. That's what it's like. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> space. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean like the, like, the this response to the pandemic from Congress was definitely some pimp shit. Yeah. <laughs> Let me give you one shit you know right quick. Nah, I ain't giving you no money. Matter of fact, <laughs> it's getting dark. You need to get out there on the street and make this money. <laughs> yeah, I don't much. care if it is a pandemic. Get out in these streets. I gave you a little bit of money. Go get go right. Right. give me right. my money. They you pimping get, us you all. Right. It's Yo, a pimp like, situation. It's stretch. <laughs> yeah. How do people that you gave money to to solve your problems mm-hmm. just go home? Right. Yo, just that's the ultimate, 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 ultimate level of control, bro. We'll be back. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Wildness. So as we as we uh, you know transition and and I mean this has just been a fluid. This is this is definitely the third eye episode. If you didn't already know, which is back to the pyramids. Vibes. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I want your good brother Fabian to kind of, as we wind down, hey. to tell us what do you want to, you know, where, what are you, what are you doing? What is, what energy are you working on putting out in the atmosphere? I know you just did a, a show, I think last week, um, and you're always working. But you know, what, are, what do you want to leave the people with as far as what they should be thinking about um, as we bring this uh, 2020? We got a few more months left. In the year, where, where should creatives in particular, let's put it like that, where should creatives, artists, et cetera, uh, what this should they be doing and what are you doing um, during well, this time? Right now, I'm working on literally a, a poster design for this event on September 20, hold on, I think it's 26. We'll definitely link it, of course. The tribe and in the in the yeah. in the digi pack, y'all plug number <laughs> two. In this month, we're gonna have that information on the Digi Good Tribe forum, which is the Facebook group. And again, we know that Facebook is horrible and is the monster. We should get off of it. And I want to transition this into spaces like Discord, but I need to see where people's interests are. We need to get everybody accounts on Discord. We probably need to do like tutorials. That's where we can yeah. go true underground and where all kinds of conversations are happening. We should add some good to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? And um, so, you know, that's another, that's not there, not there, but yes, sorry. What date were you brother. talking about, Fabian? You said it's at the end of the month. Oh, right? yeah. Uh, se- September 26th at the uh, Pullman Yards. It'll be posted on my uh, Instagram. IG. 
bad. Yep, we're occasional posted. superstar. And I'm finishing up Morehouse. Mm. Um, Morehouse is like the biggest spiritual I've ever done. Really? And I, I've been working on that for like two years. Mm. Jeez, what part? What part are you? What, 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 what part are you doing? Uh, it's uh, the, you know where the Kilgore Building yeah, is. Yeah, I went there, so I know exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that wall, that white, that long white wall. Really? That's like yeah, that whole Ooh, thing. Like so for people that don't so know, like can you talk about uh, like your the kind of what you do, so people kind of understand what you do? Oh, if they don't, already. yeah, I'm an artist. So <laughs> great, right great, now, great, great. <laughs> right now, I'm, I'm doing a lot of murals, and um, but I, I switch my medium up like every few years. So yeah. I'm always kind of like changing into some sort of like different manifestation of like whatever the, I, I do what the ideas call for. Yeah. So um, Morehouse, the piece is called Black to the Future. Mm. It mm-hmm. is about um, it's about black people from ancient Africa uh, to the height of our civilization, Egypt, mm. um, to Timbuktu, to the Middle Passage, to uh, the Civil War, to the founding of Morehouse, uh, to civil rights, uh, to um, modern America, into the future. Mm-hmm. Mm. So like I'm almost journey. done with it. That's epic. And, That's um, epic, man. Straight up. I think it's going to change maybe how people view murals. Mm. Um, in terms of like, like why wow. you're doing them. Like, my biggest thing yeah. Was, yeah. was like, there's so much <laughs> you could talk about, you know. So I, I like, I try my best to condense our story, yeah. our epic, mm-hmm. you know, the Black American epic in one wall in like a little over 100 feet. Mm. That's a lot. So, um, Powerful. Very powerful. There was no way I could get somebody to pay me, you know, what it took. So I had to like, you know, I just had to, I just had to figure it out. But I right. work with like the, the Morehouse students to come up with the concept. Then they kind of just let me do free run. Like yeah. just do what I did, do what I do. Man, that's um, legacy. That's going to be there forever too. That's legacy, up. man. What's your favorite, yeah. favorite project you've ever done thus far? I want to say this right now. Mm. Even over the pyramid? I, I, I want to say this. <laughs> so what? I say even over the pyramid? Yeah, that was like a turn. Yeah, point. the pyramid, like, that was a they're turn all point. like. But you just said there's different say, phases. Well, how about a top five, mm. man? What, how about your, your personal top five? Because I know you got yeah, right. don't make them <laughs> That's yeah, better. Don't make them choose. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, the pyramid, um, the. Caplana piece. Yeah, yeah that's um, huge. Global. The, that's global. That one, that's global. That one, global. <laughs> the Black to the Future, St. Kaepernick, and, yeah, and uh, the John Lewis joint. John Lewis joint is transformational, too. I first got introduced, I mean, we, we, I've known you for a few years, for a long time, actually, but I remember when you were getting the the race cards, man. I don't know how you how you feel retrospectively, but I thought those were ingenious and way ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. And um, Yo, thank you. yeah, the race cards were like, I mean, this is like two thousand what seven eight or whatever you had those two thousand six earlier. And um, uh, 
was like 2000. Was it earlier than that? Or am I going too far? Yeah, 2007. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, those those I thought were, it's, it's, you always manage to combine this level of introspection, but this level of play, this level of uh, you tapping into the consciousness of someone's psyche. For example, like you, hopefully you listeners who are going to watch this on YouTube because we're on YouTube now. If you didn't hey. already know that, we out fully out <laughs> here. And you can see this beautiful piece that he has, <laughs> which is, you know, I'm a huge X-Men uh, fanatic and comic book fanatic, and he, he is as well. Um, and he's got James Brown with the Cyclops, with the cycle with the fade, but with well, the cycle. Right yeah, that's what I'm saying. They'll yeah, see it. Say Y'all actually see it when you visually <laughs> see it. And you can go on his IG, and um, he's done other things interpolating it. And in my the iconography for me that has done it, it, it in my opinion, has been some earth shadowing shattering art because you're literally subsuming the two this you know black gods mm-hmm. with these you know, made up concepts of gods, mutants, and you fuse mm. that into become something, something uh, even holy, wow. even more awesome. That's amazing. And, um, yeah, man. I just want, you know, just to big up how I think how powerful and transformational your art has been to me personally. And I, and I mm. think to the city of Atlanta, Absolutely. as well as your, your yeah, leadership and your, um, your, your uh, community work. Cause you always are out in the community, always mm. working, always mentoring um, and always putting people on. And so, you know, we always want to keep giving shine to that. Definitely. Fabian, I I want to ask you um, um, if you could do any type of of project or mural, what would it be and where would you put it? Like what state, what, like, where would you put it? And then what's next? Like what's, what's in the future for you? I want to do megalithic sculptures. Mm. Break it down. Explain. You gotta break yeah, that down for the listeners. <laughs> wow. Like back before uh you know, before Kanye just kind of broke my heart, man. Like, <laughs> I wanted to do <sighs> like these Olmec type statues all over the hood, like mm. of but you know, like just make like a, just a big uh, it was gonna be a big I was gonna start with Kanye actually. It was gonna be a big like Kanye Olmec? Olmec style like Jeez. version of, well, that's different, of different. Kanye and I was just gonna like halfway bury it you know what I'm saying but it was gonna be like like limestone Jeez. like you know like you would find in like Mexico right mm-hmm. yeah but I was like I don't know how to sculpt <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. um, hey, you yeah, can always but, lead man yeah. like you said if you think it you can do it well that's what, that's what I'm saying so mm-hmm. this was before I actually did the pyramid mm-hmm. So I, I did I did the pyramid, then I did a foam sphinx for like like the Black Panther movie. I did a mm-hmm. Black Panther Sphinx. It's actually outside my studio. Mm-hmm. And then I did a sculpture of Martin Luther King Jr. with Cerebro mm-hmm. on his head. So that's right outside my Crazy. studio Crazy. now. It looks raggedy now because I didn't put the coating on it correctly. But I'm gonna I'm gonna coat both of them and make them look like gravel. Mm-hmm. So Wow. Recently, this dude, um, a friend of mine, bought some <laughs> land out outside of Atlanta, and he invited me to do something with these big pieces of limestone okay. that he's got. Like, wow. um, well, it's a granite. It might be granite actually. Anyway, it, it's like some big, some big rocks. Mm-hmm. So I was like, "Is this, is this my calling?" You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, the next I'm not a sculpt, man. I'm not, I, I, I managed to learn sculpting with foam, 
doing stone and shit is like a whole nother thing. But I'm I'm curious because I really what I want to do, what I really really want to do, is make like giant sculptures like in Atlanta. Yeah, that would be like uh, you know, like uh, Easter Island. Yeah, Easter Island ones. Oh, I can see it, bro. I can see see it too, man. Wow, jeez. Vision. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine level, if you were rolling up on the city, you saw like, <laughs> like, like a, a a sculpture like the size of a building. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That's it. That's yeah. some that's some true even... life Wakanda shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like that's what I'm saying. Some that's true what I'm life Wakanda shit. Yeah. Jesus. See, if they can't control us, I mean, like we control our futures, right? Yeah. The universe. One thing I will say, uh, you know, Fabian, is that. Um, you know, my experience, you know, we talk about social media. Uh, my mm-hmm. experience on social media is that you are one of the people that I consider to be, you know, one of the least programmed. Um, your voice For sure. uh, shows up as a, you know, people say they're independent thinkers and everything. You're one of the few people that I, you know, I would say that I, I really value your opinion because mm-hmm. I can tell that you really take time to, to think things through and mm-hmm. to really make sure it's coming from you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're on a short list of maybe like, six or seven people that I, I feel that way about on social media and just uh, going yeah. through this, uh, this interview, it all kind of, kind of connects and makes sense. Um, I have a background as a, as a visual artist as well. So I've, you know, had the paintbrush in my hand. And so mm-hmm. knowing that, you know, the time that I spent and what it feels like to, to tell stories and speak through a paintbrush and to know how far you've, you've gone and like, into that discipline, the ability that you have, it makes sense why you think the way that you do, because that is a meditation within itself. As you know, you know, I was talking about mm. those other things, yoga, and, and, but to, to paint is just, um, and to paint in this day and age, right. in this digital age yeah. or coding and coming up with all these things, but you're using a paintbrush and then you're thinking about sculpting and using stone, right. As your, as your medium, that's just, um, extremely powerful, impressive mm-hmm. and you know I, I definitely commend you man it make it makes sense why you're you're thinking very other dimensionally and <laughs> yeah. you know you're seeing things come together in a different kind of way so i just wanted to just wanted to highlight that thank, thank you, you, man. Man. Uh, you you know I, the, the reason why um i feel like i've gravitated to sculpture and like physical things even more so than painting is because i feel like what controls us now is intangible. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you can't put your hand on a on a on a post. Yeah, really. Right. You know what I mean? I um, art is still able to take an idea and then make it into a you know a thing. A, a thing. Mm-hmm. You know something you can touch, and it's real, as opposed to everything that is being shown in this you know black mirror. So, like, this is my way of trying to figure out, like, I don't know, like, what is, like, what is a place that we're going to, like, what physically are we going to live in, you know? That's deep, bro. Because otherwise, we're going to end up in a room on a, uh, on a Peloton. 
Black <laughs> <laughs> star. Plugged in. Bicycling yeah. for credits. Plugged in. Yeah. For Bitcoin. For Bitcoin. Uh oh. Uh oh. Wow. We didn't even get to go down that route. We didn't even get to talk about that. We didn't even get to go down that route. We didn't get to talk about that, though. That's going to be a whole different subject. Because I do, like I do, I would like to bring you on uh, when we talk about crypto. I want to have a crypto. One of my homies is a crypto expert. And then somebody like yourself who who's think who thinks about it tangentially because there's not a lot of people who have the perspective you have that I do think is important on um, Bitcoin, not just the fact of it, you know, being something that's manipulated. And we talked about that already about how all mm-hmm. the algorithms are man-made anyway. So yeah, it's for yeah, sure something that can be manipulated. But we talked about online about you know the power of blockchain and decentralization and how that is, I think, another form of self-empowerment that we can tie to this. Blue, blue, blucher or blue, whatever we want to say. You want to say Afrofuturism Afro or whatever. That's Jack's term, man. I like it a lot. You know, whatever you want to say. You want to say Afrofuture like or whatever. Yeah, to pop his collar you right quick. Mean? You know. Uh, that, we, that, that we need that. Uh, we need all those components. And um, it's just to, to, to all the really wonderful points Jack made about how we need people who think tangentially, um, if I'm even saying that right, but who think in that way because if we don't have that those perspectives then we are ultimately going down like a linear track of uh, something that is being systematized programmed and mm-hmm. so we we require people who are true aliens like yourself in order to dude, push society forward we're Amen. blessed man to have you dude real, like, real real deal you're extremely innovative and i think that our future needs you and our children need to see more of your work and People need to understand that this is what allows us to be inspired, you know, this type of work. No pressure. (laughs) No pressure, man. No pressure at all. Uh, Yeah. You want to build building type statues? That's pressure, bro. Yeah, but make sure you. Do I know, but like I'm, I'm just pressure. saying though, like, like that's big if, time pressure. Like when you close your eyes now, can you, you can see it though, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. You put it, you man, it's out in the atmosphere. It's manifestation yeah. now. Right. I just yeah. don't know how it works. Like you know, granted. You need to go holler at those people who put the built the Gundams, man. They got the thing on the structure. <laughs> the Gundam is the size of a building. You seen the Gundam, right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you know I mean that's shit crazy. Like that's really you. That's where you you had outside of you know. That's possible. That's structure. I, I'm like, like I, I'm like, who, who, who did he ear hustle? Did he make that? Oh, well, oh, a lot of people. But they're all fanboys. Think about the people who are in power mm. in Japan. It's yeah. all people who grew up with Gundam. Gundam's been out since what late seventies, yeah. early eighties. So it's late people 70s. late seventies. So Robotech was the first one, right? Mm. So, so it's like it's late seventies. So literally, the people in power are people who grew up. They love it. That was probably an easy like. Oh, we get to have a living Gundam, and mm-hmm. it's potentially like military weapon testing. Like, yo, that was an easy, right? Yeah, easy. That's movie. what I was thinking. Yeah, it's like it's a they. It can move. It can do stuff. They're, I mean, they're not telling us it's weaponized, but anyway, sorry. <laughs> well, we know <laughs> to take us uh, down that place. But before we wind down, we bring this to a close. We're going to get into our final segment, which we call Picks of the Week, and uh, hey. we'll take it home. It goes a little something like this. If you find a yeah, yeah, they don't know about that. Red man, shout out to Red man, one of the greats of all time. Uh, so yeah, man, this has been this is definitely an episode for that ass. This is uh requires third eye open, so that's a full disclaimer to you. Um, but we're gonna end it, our episodes as we do, kind of with picks or plugs of things you think people should be checking out, and we put all these resources in the Digi Pack, which you can get access to if you are a member of the Digi Good Jobs. 
Good Digi Good Times Tribe. It's a mouthful, <laughs> fucking mouthful. Uh, and you can also get it by becoming a part of the mailing list that has real resources, real information, all the things that we recap for people who may not be able to catch the full episode. You can actually recap in the guide. Um, and we're going to continue to give you more of these resources and iterate um, to provide you more. And that's what we're here for. Digital Good Times is all about tech empowerment for real, for real. So who wants to go first? Who's got their pick? I'll go real quick. Jump in. You know, we got to make sure we uh, take care of your palates, guys. Um, So uh, I'll start with uh, my uh, TV situation. Um, We we talked about it earlier. Raised by Wolves. Crazy. show is insane, insane, insane. It slaps so hard. You know, Jack put everybody on, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Jack put me on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It slapped hard. So, yeah. uh, I've been watching that on HBO Max. Um, I'm playing catch up but um dopeness super 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 dopeness um i'm gonna also go with a joint called deep water it's a new release by alex it's spelled a-l-e-x a-l-e-x yeah he's part of lumi trice i guess okay yeah um part what now lumi trice it's a band right yeah yeah i I, I didn't know that until today because i was like asking him about uh, I was like, yo, this other joint that I seen, uh, the PDA San Diego joint with Indian Sean, I was like, yo, why does it just have Lumi Trice on it? And he's like, because we're, a, it's me and it's my boy. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, today I learned something. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, he's a dope songwriter. Um, and uh, yeah, dope joint with him and Kiki Palmer. He just released today, actually. Kiki's Pretty killing dope. it. She's killing yeah. it, man. Shout out to India Sean too, man. That's yeah. the homie from way back. Straight so up. glad she's getting it, doing some amazing stuff. Long amazing time work. coming. Yeah, she's been working coming. too hard. Too she long. deserves it. Facts. Yeah, Big so facts. those are my picks. Awesome. Palette ready. We got you. <laughs> we got you. We got you. All right, who's next? <laughs> who's next? I mean, first of all, shout out to let me let me just speak that I believe that hip hop Harry, I think I'm saying it right. He's having the yeah. best year ever. 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 His energy is crazy. Wait, but how man. long has he been around? That's the crazy part. That, those, you see how everything is like recycled these days? Like it's coming literally, back. people are coming back with memes for days. Yo, like he's capitalizing. The memes control everything. Like, oh, I forgot about him. Like, <laughs> like people yeah, really grew up with him. And he's got real bars. And like he's got wholesome content. It's just like Shout out, yeah, shout out Yo, to Yo, imagine that. Like, we're, like, our uh, social media and, like, the power of people's tongues, like, just going back to stuff is really getting people another bag that they were not getting. Bringing people back to life. It's like bringing you back. Time travel. Yeah, we're talking about that time travel. <laughs> See, baby? Uh, uh. See? Time All right, travel. So, I guess so uh, right. we mentioned it a little bit earlier. Um, I thought that they were fully launched, but they're not. It's I thought so, too. Atlas, I guess still in, um, in beta called clubhouse which is on the horizon mm-hmm. it is a um it's a it's a it's a chat based app like chat rooms mm-hmm. um but it's voice only you can't do any type of texting or uh dming or anything like that mm-hmm. um and there's like um you know you can just go in rooms and have kind of different types of conversations you can make it freestyle or topical is it video? Uh, I've been on it for about a month no. and a half. Okay. Amon's been on it for a couple weeks. And uh, yeah, it's probably going to be the next next Twitter or something like that, mm. for sure. Wow. I think it's going to 
things going to catch a wave when it uh, when it yeah. opens up to the public. So can I give them a snapshot of the conversations right. just so they can see? So like the yeah. conversations range from you can have a little private room where Jack brought me in where there's like these cats from New York. Shout out to those cats. And they're just talking about shit going on in their lives. Right. Like I ate yeah, this or I did that and mm-hmm. I'm chilling. But then you can pop out and go to another room where no ID and Jack missed this. I just want to miss it. No ID and a whole bunch of people in the industry is just like a lot of industry, music people, techie people, et cetera, is in there like openly shitting on uh, Jimi Hendrix because he doesn't <laughs> think Jimi Hendrix is that that important. And then Omaz uh, from Sara is chopping it up with Chase and Chase. And then another day, George Clinton is having a talk talking about, uh, you know, how he gave Prince Behold the Pale Horse and mm-hmm. how he was doing Patti Bell's hair. And like it's super yeah, intimate and super, super private right now. So like Jack and other people who have been there can get uh, invites. Um, how are this if y'all are really interested? You know, we could find a way for wow. you to get an invite in there. But he's right; it's going, it's going, that's it's going to go up. So you got virtual reality to that? Not yet. I'm saying that would like, be that's, crazy. That's what happens. Oh, if you add virtual reality, then, then yeah, then you have these virtual chat rooms. Whoa! And you never leave in your that's house. That's Yeah, I mean, we there, we there. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh. Clubhouse, a nice little plug. So Clubhouse will be hollering at y'all. Yep. Yay. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're gonna come and get that cease and desist. <laughs> they do uh, record everything that, too. Like, I still just been rocking on that um uh, that big Sean and, and Nas album that just came out Fire. last week. Nice. Super great work. Flames. Uh, for, like, mm-hmm. Just both dope. Hey boy. Both offer a different thing that I that I like and yeah. you know, offer something that the other one doesn't and hundred percent all this stuff. So yeah. Great work. Hit boy having a hell of a year, man. I'm telling Shout you. out to that man. <laughs> hell of a year. All right. Uh I go next, Tristan. You gonna round us out? You take right. us home? I'll go next and you can take right. us home. That's cool. <laughs> this guy. Everybody's everybody Yo, today went to space and that's cool, man. No, I'm, he's, I'm all about Tristan's it. Tristan's been like literally he's been in space all day. I yeah, think. I wanna like, know literally. where he's been and I understand it, man. And like, yo, I hope y'all I hope y'all feel this, man. This is you know, we we gotta connect to the cosmic. Like you said, the cosmic is also ancient uh, mm-hmm. technology as well. Again, let's bring it back mm-hmm. to that. But mm-hmm. um uh, and speaking on that, all right, you know, I'm going to just give it, give y'all the real, real deal. I've really been um, on a kind of African cosmology uh, tour and getting closer um, with myself in that regard. And I think mm-hmm. I feel like the energies in the universe have been bringing me there. So two books I've been looking at. One's called The uh, the Way of the Orisha. It's pretty popular. It's a good primer for anybody who's interested in getting started and learning a little bit about African cosmology, in particular West African cosmology, which really has defined a lot of religions in the world uh, globally for thousands and thousands of years. Um, and um yeah, so uh, yeah, one's called the Way of the Eurasian, and the other name I can't remember right now. But I'll put it in the pack, and those two are great primers for interesting people, anybody interested in studying traditional African cosmology, which mm-hmm. is essentially this ancient technology shit we're talking about, um, and the and the future technology too. And um, then I wanted to so book that's the books um, I'm on. Then when it comes to, I was gonna say TV. We already talked about Raised by Wolves, which is nuts. Yeah. Like it's nuts. Yeah, I do think right it's there. interesting. I don't want to give anything away, but like the right people that there's not really anybody to, to to Fabian's point, which goes back to how we have to manifest it. It's not really anybody with power that's black and brown in the show, which is a little bit like not cool to me about Raised by Wolves. I don't know if y'all noticed that. 
Yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're just they're like either they're slaves or like right, so they're I mean. not powerful. They're robots. They're mm-hmm. not like and then we. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're not they're like not, like like the uh, father is like bad like neutered yeah like mm-hmm. he's totally yeah man I mean, look at how he like he loses the kids yeah <laughs> like he's just like he's totally i'm like but isn't it so convenient that it's the black man and yeah you know i mean we, we you guys watch it we'll have another episode we'll have another episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah you know what i mean yeah, okay so we put it in it's the weird. air manifest it like, like we need more black superheroes more black people in power in these tv shows period facts, facts. Maybe we just need well, way more producers and 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 black higher ups in the TV and in media world. That just ha- you know they just put out the the uh, the, the I don't know what you want to call it ordinance ordinance or <laughs> guidelines um, around yeah, for, for, being able to be nominated for like yeah. picture of the year where you have yeah. to have like certain diversity. So right. there's um, a certain percentage of diversity within the, the overall production. So there's some things that works. Yeah. yeah. So that's all I got. The African cosmology, study that. We'll have those links in there if y'all want to dive deeper. And then Raised by Wolves, I'm going hard with that. That's Those are my two for the week. What you got, Tracy? Yeah, Tracy? My, mine was Raised by Wolves. Look, yeah, everybody's everybody raised by the same way. You got to watch it. It's crazy. It's super crazy <laughs> Great in the way. Great minds think alike. Um, HBO's having a nice run. I'm, I'll, I'll tell you that I'm excited about The Mandalorian, obviously. That's coming back. That's pretty. Oh, yeah, looks good, yeah, it looks so fire. Yeah. And we got at least, you know, at least Juan Esposito. Am I saying his name? Juan Esposito. <laughs> at least he's got the dark, the, uh, the dark you saber. Everything. I'm trying. You know, dark, Juan Esposito. Uh, it's like, I'm not even, I'm pretty decent in Spanish. Uh, he is, you know, got the dark saber. At least he's got power in that show. Because you know how they do black people in Star Wars. We won't even, you don't even have to like, you know, discuss that. But hmm. for the most part, it's relegation. But, you know, and, but, you know, he is a part of the dark, you know, the dark army, you know, and that, but... But when you look at again, I'm bringing back to African cosmology. That's how that's how third out this episode's been. Like, who gave us the concept of what dark and light is, and who mm-hmm. you know who embedded that? That's Western colonialism and white supremacy, man. So, you know, that's all I got. You know, that's all, that's all I got. HBO's really running it, like you said, though. It's crazy. Yeah, we didn't get some more like, black execs in there. Telling you, know. you, dude. It, it it made me stop playing um video games. I just turned on the PlayStation and go to HBO Max. Right. And I'm like, ooh, what am Even I catching up on today? <laughs> video game world's going nuts. That's going to be another episode. Everything new is coming out. When the consumerism, we're I about pre-ordered to be, my PS5 you on got Amazon. See, look at you stunting, man. You, you got to stunt on us like that? Mm. I pre-ordered on Amazon Not all of us got night. it. That shit sold out in less than five minutes. That'll be another episode we're definitely going to be having <laughs> where we talk about gaming because that's a huge, huge part of the new economy and new uh, way to live and to uh, Did create Did you guys hear streams. that uh, that Fortnite has more hours than we've been alive in streaming? What? Like yeah. people playing? Like on the whole history of the planet? Yes. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Look. Time travel. Mm. Hey, Fabian, you might want to go over there and get that game <laughs> that game bag real quick. <laughs> go start no. designing some stuff. The game bag. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm like, I'm <laughs> One of one of my one of my like like prac like hobbies now is gonna be writing. So I'm yeah, like, uh, we need that. I came up with a story, we but like that. I don't write, so you know, we need like that. trying to like figure out how to get that out of my head on the paper is is weird. And so whatever like, you were smoking earlier, 
that's gonna help. <laughs> <laughs> well, I forgot since you actually haven't you 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 take us home. What are your what's your picks? What are your you know what you got that you want to plug people with? Well, um, I just started watching this this show that's that's been on. <clears throat> I think Stars or Showtime. It's called Counterpoint or okay. Counterpart. I'm sorry, Counterpart. Okay. And it's about um, these this government facility that has that's like connected to another dimension, mm-hmm. and they have like people from the other dimension like swapping sides, going back and forth, mm-hmm. and they're like like one person on one side would be totally different from the person on the other side. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like wow. sort of like a spy show, right? Um, but it's like dealing with like sci-fi elements. Like I'm into, you know, like cosmic horror slash, you know, thriller sci-fi. Like, Mm -hmm. um, the, the, with the man in the high tower. You ever see that? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I've heard that. I've heard good things about that. The man in the high tower was good. I mean, it's like, you gotta like parallel universe stuff too. I sit through a lot. Yeah. It's parallel universe. But it's like ultimately it's, it's a well done story, mm-hmm. and like the sci fi to me is like doable. It's like it's it's practical sci fi. Mm-hmm. So like counterpart, especially counterpart, yeah, counterpart is sort of like a cousin to Tenet in terms of like tone. Okay. I haven't seen Tenet. Yeah, I haven't seen Tenet. I want to see yeah. it. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to go the, unless uh, I go to a drive through. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, where I was going to go last Tenet's weekend. Good. The drive-ins has got it now? Yeah, yeah they, they had, they've yeah, had it. For yeah. a couple weeks. For like, I know, at least two weeks. I'm going to go see it. I'm going to go see it this weekend. I was supposed to go Fuck see it. it. Oh, boy, so he said it was like, you're going to have to see it twice. But he said it was good. I heard there's so many like hidden messages in there. Like, I don't want... Chris Nolan, don't say nothing. Don't you say a word. Not a word. Well, have you have you ever seen Memento? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I haven't. Yeah. Seen it in oh, you years. watch that. I haven't seen it in years. Um, like that was like one of Christopher Nolan's first movies, yeah. if not his first like major movie. Mm-hmm. He explained. And um, it was so well done. It was about this guy that like lost his memory, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so he had all these tattoos on him so he could remember. Mm-hmm. And um, without giving it away. The way that it's shot is sort of out of order, mm. but you, it's it's edited in a way to to where you when you get to the end you understand, you understand why things are so jumbled. It's okay. it's like a dope ass movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely considered a classic. It's definitely considered a classic. Yeah, yeah. All right, and hey, we know if Jack knows about it. Peep these jewels, <laughs> get these jewels, y'all. Get these jewels, get these recommendations. Straight up, man. Oh, and of course, Lovecraft Country. Of course, yeah, of, course. of course. Y'all haven't talked about it. Right? Yeah. I think gotta, we talked about it last episode. We talked episode. about it like every three episodes. Yeah, every like, episode. Like, <laughs> love Cap Country. Jeez, man. It's that good. Yeah, Breast sure, so Get the audiobook. Like, like get mm-hmm. the audiobook and like yeah. listen to the audiobook. If y'all like kind of like hungry for the content, yeah, it's me. good to like look at that and then. But does it ruin know. the story for you? Like the, the show? No, for no, you? no, 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 no. Because no. it's, it's different. Like, yeah. the, like you understand the characters better. Yeah. Like they play actually Letitia way more in the show, but in a good way. Mm -hmm. I love the show because it's like so powerful for our brown people. Like, yeah, vibrations. vibrations. For it to be like the one of the biggest shows, and it's all brown people. I'm like, yes. 
You already know. Yes. So I'm a, we, I, gotta, I haven't used this in a while because I think this is how y'all going to feel at the end of this episode. This is this is where we at. <laughs> you just got TKO Street Fighter style because it's so much. You got to go back. We want They're going to like watch, they have to listen to this watch a couple it again. Times, go back man. to the YouTubes. We appreciate you, brother, man. As always, making yeah. it special and important every time you come on and share the energy. And uh, you're a gym man. Do you, anything you want to y'all want to end on with the people with before we do so? Any quotes? Any episode. statements? I thoughts? just want to shout out. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Eastern North Carolina. You know, hey, man, <laughs> here. You know what I'm, I'm from North Carolina. Put your fingers up. Over. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I just um, wanted to say, um, put the technology down sometimes. Give yourself some balance and some room to grow, some room to feel. Connect with the nature. Connect with it. your body. Connect with your mind and your soul. Put it down just for a little bit. Just for a little bit. Spit it. All right. Well, on that note, that's the best way to leave, leave y'all. We already know. Y'all already know. We out here at Digital Good Times. Y'all be good. Be kind to yourselves. Peace. Yeah.